If you're curious to engage with a lot of the topics we explore on the podcast in more creative and embodied ways, we welcome you to join us in Alchemize, our 10-week audio-based program of daily imagination practices intended to disrupt status quo ways of thinking, sensing, relating, and being. To be honest, without any grant support for our show right now, and we did just get turned down by several mainstream environmentalism philanthropies, this program and our Patreon are our primary means of supporting our labor for these free podcasts right now. We really want to remain untethered to corporate interests, and every small contribution to our Patreon or enrollment in our program Alchemize helps to ensure that we can continue producing these vital conversations that feature voices and perspectives often sidelined from mainstream media. So if you value our work and want to dive deeper with us, join us in Alchemize today at greendreamer.com slash alchemize and join our Patreon starting at just $3 at patreon.com slash greendreamer. Thank you so, so much for however you were able to support our work during these critical times. We are so deeply grateful. But the more we give up our power by being a victim, the more we've lost. And the more that the more basically we're just giving up all of our energy. How can we take ownership and responsibility of our own lives so that we can be empowered to take action and make a difference? What do we need to properly take care of ourselves holistically so that we have the energy and motivation to bring about our best work? That's just the tip of the iceberg of what you'll hear today. If you're not already following me on Instagram, you can find me there at Shane. that's K-A-M-E-A-C-H-A-Y-N-E. I'll be sharing more of my learning lessons, inspirations, resources in holistic wellness and sustainability, and reminders for you to recenter because we need you to be in your best health to support this movement. I look forward to connecting there. And now to our episode, let's dive in. Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. Our guest today is the host of a top podcast on holistic wellness called Learn True Health. She's also a health coach that supports her clients in tackling anxiety and in achieving holistic wellness. I was really excited to learn from her because she's interviewed some very notable people in wellness, including such a variety of holistic health experts, doctors, and naturopaths. So I was eager to get her bird's eye view on what we need to best take care of ourselves. Wellness is something that I feel like is so integral to the conversation of sustainability. You know, on the one hand, when our environmental health is better, we'd also be healthier. And that's largely what we focus on a lot of times on this podcast is environmental health. But on the flip side, it's also really important for us to first take good care of ourselves because when we first feel amazing, energized, and we're thriving, we can then bring our A-game in everything that we do and we'd have more motivation to take action for sustainability. So, Green Dreamer, starting with what inspired her passion for holistic wellness, here's Ashley James. 
when I was six years old, I was really sickly. I had sore throats all the time, kind of just always catching every cold that came around. And I thought it was normal. I was eating the same thing everyone else ate. You know, I had oatmeal or Cheerios for breakfast. I would drink the uh, chocolate milk in the cafeteria at um, my school. And my mom had candida because she was taking lots of antibiotics just for the common cold. This was back in the uh, mid eighties. And then my mom found a naturopathic physician and I actually have a memory of going to see this doctor and he looked into my eyes, my ears, my nose, my throat. He took my blood and he turned to me and he said, you are allergic to milk, yeast, wheat, and sugar. Stay away from it. And then overnight our lives transformed. My mom got rid of all the processed food and I grew up from age six to age 13 taking supplements that he, he had like a compounding pharmacy that he made his own supplements. And uh, we went completely dairy free. So I grew up on soy milk because at the time we didn't really have a lot of choices back in the 80s. Now there's so many wonderful choices for <laughs> nut milks. And uh, we got a Vitamix, the first Vitamix ever, that big stainless steel one. And, and <laughs> sometimes we would we would make our own nut milks with it. Um, we ate a lot more vegetables and fruit. And uh, we almost 100% gluten-free. Uh, back then, no one knew what gluten was. Mm. Um, and just ate, ate kind of more paleo. Uh, if you think of paleo, like a small amount of, of clean protein and um, and lots of vegetables. Mm. And, uh, and supplements. And so I immediately stopped getting sick, like overnight, my sore throats went away, my infections went away, of course, because elim that's eliminating dairy does that. And I, I, I knew what health was, I never got sick, it was amazing. In fact, I was able to get over the German measles with very little symptoms at all. Um, when you are in true health, you can go through major infections like mumps, measles, rubella, all that, and have very few symptoms. In fact, um, uh, when you are exposed to polio, 80% of people that are exposed to polio will, will be symptom-free, will be asymptomatic. And, and it's those that would have a lowered immune system experience symptoms. And so that is definitely a, a motivation for a lot of people to eat healthy on a regular basis to keep their immune system up. Well, when I was 13, I rebelled. I was at a new school that had lots of cafeteria food, and I ate all the Halloween candy I wanted, uh, and I just went nuts with, uh, you know, chocolate milk again. And, you know, really, it was because I lived, my mom was so restrictive, I was just rebelling. You know, that's what we do when we're teenagers. And unfortunately, I quickly saw the consequences of my actions. I, I began to get infections. I pretty much just started eating how the way everyone else eats. And um, it led to poor health. I made some bad choices as a teenager, like smoking and <laughs> drinking and just eating junk food. Um, I ended up developing polycystic ovarian syndrome. And by the time I was 19, I was told by an endocrinologist I'd likely never have kids. Mm -hmm. I was completely infertile. Um, I then later developed type 2 diabetes. I gained 50 pounds a year out of control weight weight gain while I was exercising, while I was on the rugby team, I was weightlifting, I was going to karate five days a week. I was really, really athletic, and yet I could not, I was just out of control weight gain. And my hormones were out of control and everything was out of control. And so my 20s, the time in our lives where we're supposed to have the most vitality, I felt like a prisoner of my own body. 
And I ended up developing chronic adrenal fatigue and, and major chronic infections. I was on monthly doses of antibiotics. And it wasn't until I met my husband and we uh, Netflix was – it was still kind of new to watch uh, movies and documentaries on Netflix back in 2008. And we started to watch health and food documentaries. And there was something that the CEO of Whole Foods said. He said, vote with your fork. Shop, you know, shop the perimeter of the grocery store, shop organic because you're voting with your fork. You're, you're, you're putting your money in what you believe in. And I, I, and I didn't believe in the pesticides and the herbicides they were spraying on food. I did, which is totally poisoning our planet and poisoning us. I didn't believe in GMOs. And so we shopped the perimeter of the store. We got rid of, um, processed food. We started eating organic. And in one month, my chronic infections went away. And I thought to myself, if I can make a major change to one of my big health issues by doing one, one dietary change, one little lifestyle change, what else can I do? And it sort of reawoke, reawoke my memories of a childhood of no illness. And so I came back, you know, all the way around, came back to really respecting what my mom was trying to do with me as a child. And we sought out some naturopathic physicians. We started, my husband and I started studying with them and learning their ways and learning how, how to implement lifestyle and dietary changes for health. We were able to, my, my husband had a heart condition we were able to resolve. Wow. I was able to resolve type 2 diabetes, chronic adrenal fatigue. I was able to get rid of my polycystic ovarian syndrome and uh, totally naturally conceive our child who's now three years old. We've been married for 10 years. And so we, we tried to conceive. We, we pra Practice makes perfect. We tried to conceive for six years. But when we implemented natural medicine, it came easy. And he is super healthy and we're super healthy. And um, so the, there's a huge connection between every single morsel of food you put in, into your mouth and your health. We're either poisoning us and the planet or, or we're healing us and the planet. There is no distinct difference. Yeah. The, 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 there's a correlation. And, um, and so the more we're making choices that are healthy for the planet, they'll be healthy for our body as well. There, there is a direct link. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like initially it was your mom that, you know, you were a child, you just listened to whatever she told you. And then when you started making decisions for yourself, you got rebellious and that's when the unhealthy things started coming along. But it sounds like it was quite some time when you had um, like a lack of true health. What was it that mm -hmm. kept you going all of those years? Well, so my mom passed away from cancer and she was the healthiest person I knew, but she took a few turns. She started to go see medical doctors after, after she successfully completed menopause um, without any drugs. She used not Chinese medicine and she was the, like I said, the healthiest person I knew. Um, and someone told her, you should go see this MD. It's like the best MD in Toronto. This is where I grew up in, in Canada. And so she went to see this doctor. It was actually like Canada's number one TV doctor. Like she's always on the news. And, and so she was kind of this big celebrity doctor. And this doctor scared my mom into taking a hormone, a fake synthetic hormone. She said, because my mom was so physically active. This woman said, if you don't take this, your hips are going to break and you're going to die and you won't, you'll what? be in a wheelchair. And, oh, I mean, it was horrible. My mom came home. And my, and my mom was like 
the strongest emotional person I knew. And she came home crying. Like I, I was, I couldn't believe it. And this drug was, as my mom was dying in the hospital, she was in hospice. I was listening to the radio and they were taking this drug off the market in Canada for causing cancer. And so just one, it's, it's, it's a scary world, but one wrong choice, especially when it comes to taking a, a, a drug, a pharmaceutical drug, can be your life sentence. And so she passed away in 2002. I was 22 years old and she, I'm an I'm only child. She was my best friend. And I, I, I really lost myself. But my parents instilled in me a passion of, of personal growth and of gr- growth in and of itself. They were both entrepreneurs. I, we thrived as a, as a, as a family being interested in learning in, in, in self-education. So we're autodidacts and, and constantly growing. And so after a few months of being severely depressed, I, I kind of looked inward and said, you know what, I really need to figure out how to grieve healthfully. And so I went and I took personal growth courses. I joined personal growth communities Landmark Education is a fantastic um, personal growth community to join. And then I became passionate about neuro-linguistic programming. And so I, I moved down to the States and took trainings and became a, a master practitioner trainer of NLP, timeline therapy, hypnosis, and coaching. And through all of this work, I did a, a huge amount of healing emotionally and mentally, but my body was still sick. So what kept me going was, was not my, my physical body was weak, but my mind was strong and my, mm. my heart was strong. And so we have to make sure that we address healing on all those levels. For sure. And what was one of the most important things you learned for your uh, self-development that you feel like made your mental energy really strong? That we are 100% responsible for our life, that we're 100% responsible for everything in our life inside ourselves, outside ourselves. It's nothing's a truth. I can't, you can't say that this is a truth, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mindset that when you take on 100% responsibility, there's no victim in life. You are, you're not a victim of anything. And I know at this point, someone who's maybe, um, been molested or been assaulted gets very angry and they get very righteous. And what I, what I'm saying is I'm not saying that what happened to you is is good or is right or is justified. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, it's not. But the more we give up our power by being a victim, the more we've lost. And the more that the more basically we're just giving up all of our energy. And that person who victimized us has won. And so I felt so sorry for myself for losing my mom and, and six years later losing my dad. I felt so sorry for myself for um, being sick, for being overweight, for, for not having my fertility. I I felt like I wasn't even a woman anymore because what is a woman if, you know, and this is again, just a story we tell ourselves, what's a woman if we can't conceive a child. Right. And so I had all these stories about myself and my life and how much I'm a failure and I was holding them against me. And what had me break through all of that was, was getting into the mindset that we are a hundred percent responsible. And the reason why that empowered me is that when you take on this idea that you are 100% responsible, then you have the power to change 
For sure. So I really want to go into your podcast a little bit. Um, you're the host of a leading podcast in wellness called Learn True Health. And you're also a coach helping people achieve optimal well-being in all different ways. So with the podcast, you've gotten to interview a lot of holistic health ex- experts from different areas within wellness. What's like a common theme or key point that you just hear your guests say again and again in terms of what it takes to achieve optimal well-being? So I've interviewed a lot of naturopathic physicians and they all say on some level that listening, developing the skill of listening to your body is one of the most important things when it comes to your health because there is no one diet. Like, I mean, I really believe in the plant-based diet, but there's so many different ways of doing the plant-based diet because it can be the high fat. You can eat lots of avocados or you can eat no avocados, you know, so there's so many different diets out there. And If you have heart disease, there's one way of eating using food like medicine that will reverse your heart disease, that will clean up all of the blockages in your arteries. But if you have diabetes, there's a slightly different way of eating that's going to help you to heal your diabetes to no longer have it. And if you have infertility or hormone issues, there's a way of eating to balance them. And you need to listen to your body and listen to the symptoms of your body so that you can tweak and adjust your diet and your lifestyle as you go. So for example, if you wake up with a headache, if you just take a Tylenol, that is masking the symptoms and your body's expressing a symptom trying to talk to you. So that headache might be a tension headache because your neck is out. You need to go see your chiropractor. You need to stretch or maybe you need to like decrease your stress because you've been wearing your shoulders like earrings because you're so stressed out. Um, or maybe that headache is from dehydration. Uh, so there's, there's a many other ways, uh, reasons why we could have a headache, but just listening to the headache instead of masking it. Mm-hmm. If you, um, develop a skin issue. So acne, my husband, when he ate a food he's allergic to, like um, anything with cane sugar in it, he'd get acne on his back. Mm. And when we removed sugar from his diet, his lifetime, like his entire adult life, he had horrible back acne. And the second we removed all sugar, it completely cleared up. And he thought he, that would never happen. And so um, your skin is actually a great thing to pay attention to because color changes in your skin can be a sign of a nutrient deficiency. So if you start losing pigment in your skin, that's a copper deficiency and copper deficiency can lead to an aortic aneurysm. Premature wrinkles, if you're not doing a lot of things that would cause oxidative stress, like you're not a smoker, you're not, you know, constantly in the sun, but you're developing, you know, sagging skin and wrinkles that that can be a copper deficiency that can be a vitamin c deficiency you know so there's a lot of nutrients that that can come into play i i know that not everyone's an expert and knows all the deficiencies but listen to your body and start to go wait a second like this health is a lack of symptoms health true health is there's no symptoms doing a food mood journal for example writing down everything you put in your mouth when you put it in your mouth and how you feel Um, and then after a few weeks, you'll notice and also write down things like how much water you drank and and how many hours you slept and what was the quality of your sleep. You write down all this information and then you go pour through the information and you notice like every time you felt anxiety, you also ate bananas that day. You could have a banana allergy. It's very common, um, to be allergic to it's, it's related to an allergy to latex. So foods that you think are healthy, like strawberries, you could be allergic to, and everyone thinks 
of, uh, you know, an EpiPen and not being able to breathe as an allergy. Well, that's like the extreme, but most food allergies don't even manifest to like 24 hours later. And so it could just give you diarrhea the next day. And you're like, why do I have diarrhea? What did I do wrong? And for example, um, I'm allergic. My husband and I are both actually allergic to a lot of the same foods is funny, but, uh, we're both allergic to cane sugar. So anything from the, the sugar cane plant, mm-hmm. um, if we have it, um, we get a, a very distressed digestive system and, and then my husband gets the acne, like I said. So I could go around and if I didn't, if I didn't take the blood test, the IgG blood test for food allergies, I might just continually have these symptoms and maybe start getting on some drugs to to get rid of it, like Imodium or something. Or maybe I'd go get a colonoscopy thinking I have IBS. All the while, I'm just allergic to a food I could avoid. So listening to the body and, and also not believing that it's just the way it is. Like, oh, my, my mom has rheumatoid arthritis, so I guess I'm going to have it. Or just don't believe any of that, that genetic stuff because genetics don't determine that you're going to have an illness. Genetics determine how your body expresses a weakness or how your body mm-hmm. expresses a deficiency. So don't take that. Um, don't just, just say, okay, well, I guess I'm going to have it. Say, no, that means that I need to make my body so strong that my genetics do not express that way. Yeah. It goes back to taking control and yeah, exactly. taking responsibility. Right. And there's also a lot of contradictory information within wellness. So it sounds like just listening to your own body can address this as well. Yes, exactly. Because there's not one diet. I studied a hundred different diets to become a health coach. Um, So I've studied for the last seven years with naturopathic physicians. And then I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. It's an online year-long health coach training program. And I highly recommend it. And if anyone who's listening is interested in learning more, they can definitely contact me because I love telling people about it because it was so life-changing. And it's very freeing because what they teach you is they teach you all these different diets And then you really learn that there's not one right diet for everyone. The founder was a vegan for many years and he was in ill health. And then a lot of Ayurvedic practitioners kept telling him, you need to drink milk. And he's like, but I'm vegan, (laughs) the poor cows. But he was in such ill health, he started drinking dairy because they, you know, these doctors are telling him, just give it a try. And his health got better. And so he's like, listen, you know, yes, definitely save the planet by by consuming less animal products. Absolutely believe in that. And sometimes we have to listen to our body and adjust. And it doesn't mean that he's going to have to drink dairy forever. We have to listen where you are, like in your 20s. Your diet is going to be different when in your 30s, in your 40s and in your 50s because your the your body is going through different things. And even from springtime to summer to fall, your diet should change because the temperature outside changes, your activities change. We shouldn't really eat the same way all the time. We should always uh, be getting a variety. There's like 2,000 different kinds of fruits and vegetables out there that we could be exploring. You know, go 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 outside of your co-op or your grocery store and go to farmer's markets and try growing some food on your own. Get some artesian, you know, seeds and getting some planter boxes um, or pots um, on your balcony or in your backyard and and just experience the variety out there and listen to your body and and notice when your body when you feel amazing when you feel brilliant when you're when your mind is clear and 
your thoughts are, are, are focused and your energy is sustainable when you just feel really like everything is clicking, pay attention to what you ate in the last 48 hours and repeat that um, and, and, and play with it and listen to your body. And you'll be able to dial in your own diet that is the healthiest for you right now. But know that it won't stay that way because you have to always shift your diet depending on what your needs are, depending on the seasons, depending on as you get older. Dr. Deidre Klinghart, a very famous doctor I had on the show, said that he believed that children should have animal protein, but as we age, we should eat less and less and less animal protein, and that we should eat more and more and more uh, legumes and nuts and beans and seeds, and that's where we should get our protein from, all of the plants. And he had a really a good reason why he's um, been a doctor for 40 years and he actually is an expert in reversing autism, 100% getting kids off the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And he uses detoxification and diet and he just sees that this is how children thrive. So as children, he thinks we should do that. But as we get older, we should consider going plant-based and seeing how our health is that way. For sure. Our bodies evolve and change over time. So it's constantly being mindful. Mm-hmm. And taking a step back, currently, environmental health is degrading. Public health in various ways is also degrading. What do you think we need most to reverse these trends to a thriving world? I think we need to decrease the amount of animal products we consume. I used to love eating meat. I used to, (laughs) I I even, even though I'm allergic to milk, I used to like love cheese. I used to be totally like, you know, the... Atkins kind of person, like just give me a slab of meat. Um, and then I started having a lot of experts on the show that enlightened me. And I, and I kind of went kicking and screaming cause I, you know, I love, I love meat, but I love the planet more and I love my body more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, you know, I love the taste of vegetables. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but learning like one gallon of milk to make, it takes, um, about a thousand gallons of water. That's just not sustainable. And that's just one that's just one gallon of milk. And think about, think about we're we're growing crops, pouring gallon, you know, just un, unimaginable amounts of pesticides and herbicides on these crops in order to feed cows, in mm-hmm. order to then feed the chickens, right? And then they're you know they're putting off their own waste, right? We're now having to the, the plants having to deal with there are. Um, I heard over a trillion uh, farm animals in the world. I mean, how is that? How is that sustainable? We're cutting down entire rainforests in South America just so that we can eat burgers. And these rainforests are we're, it's going to completely change. South America is going to become a desert just like Africa. Africa didn't always used to be um as as much of a desert as, as it is now, Africa used to be um, mu- there's much more thriving rainforests. And uh, what they discovered is back when, you know, a thousand years ago, they cut down so much of the forest to make ships mm. that it, tur- it changed the entire continent. And that's what we're doing to South America just so we can eat a burger. But what really what really shifted me is I thought, you know what? Meat's healthy for you. Right. We need protein. Right. That's what I that was my belief. So screw the planet meets healthy. And then I learned that where do the animals don't make protein? They they get protein from the vegetables and we can just skip the middleman and get our protein from the vegetables, just like the cow did. Look at these giant rippling muscle cows. (laughs) 
you know, look at the elephant, the giant, you know, rippling muscles. They get, they get it from freaking vegetables. So we can do the same. There's 18 grams of protein in um, one cup of legumes. There's about the same amount of protein in, uh, I believe, in one cup of um, pumpkin seeds. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can get everything we need from a plant-based diet. And a great documentary to watch is um, Cowspiracy, I believe it's called, on Netflix. And a great book to read, I've actually interviewed both authors, is called Clean Protein. And if you don't want to read the book, listen to my two interviews I did with the authors because they give a a really good, um, concise, you know, basically they summarize their book. But the point is, is we can get all the, all the food we need from our, from the plants and that will save the planet. So we really want to check out more of your work and listen to your, these interviews. Uh, where can we go to follow you online, your podcast and your social media accounts? Absolutely. LearnTrueHealth.com is the website. Um, you can just look up Learn True Health in your favorite podcast app like iTunes uh, and Spotify. Um, and if I'm not in your favorite podcast app, let me know. <laughs> you can just write me uh, support at LearnTrueHealth.com and tell me and I will get on it. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm on all the podcast apps out there. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love for you guys to, to check me out and listen. And if you have any questions for me, please email me. Before we go into our final five, I wanted to say that, in case you haven't heard yet, to thank you for being here, we're giving away a gift card to a sustainability-driven retailer or brand to one of our newsletter subscribers at the end of every month. I do need your contact information to let you know if you've won, so to sign up, you can just enter your email address at greendreamer.com. In addition to receiving Sunday emails of updates and inspirations from me, you'll also automatically be added for a chance to win our monthly giveaway. And now to our final five. Let's power through. What's an inspiring publication or social media account you follow? I really like this guy on Instagram. He's also on YouTube. He's called That Raw Boy. And he's a vegan kind of um, amateur chef. And a lot of his recipes are raw vegan, but not all of them. And he's inspired me a lot in the kitchen. I've made some delicious stuff that actually my son will even eat, which Mm. is amazing. (laughs) So, yeah, I love his – he does different kinds of raw wraps and raw sushi, uh, raw being raw vegetables, not raw fish. Mm. Um, But, yeah, no, delicious, really healthy, fun. And his personality is just so uplifting and he's so funny. Awesome. We'll check that out. Uh, What do you tell yourself to stay positive and inspired? So I have like over 500 – five-star reviews and I have about 15 one-star reviews and I sometimes I focus on the 15 one-star reviews and it gets me really down and then I think about the 500 people who took the time who love the my podcast who took the time to give me a five-star review right or I think about the last email I got um the last person I helped and sometimes if I can't think of any of that, I'll go do a random act of kindness. So mm-hmm. I like they call it why I learned this from uh, uh, the author of Conversations with God. He said, have walking money with you. So have like extra five dollars in your pocket or one dollar, twenty dollars, whatever you can afford. Have it in your pocket with the intention of giving it to someone who needs it more than you do. Don't care about if they're going to buy drugs or alcohol or whatever. Don't care. They need more than you. And the act of giving to someone. And if you don't want to give them money, make a little um, care package with food and and toiletries. 
and keep in your car or in your backpack. And anytime you find someone who's homeless or in need, give it to them. Mm-hmm. And the high that you will get from doing a random act of kindness is so it's worth it's you will get so high it'll be worth you know <laughs> everything it'll be worth all of it and more it's the best feeling in the world knowing that you help someone and yeah. and that is so so I focus on that what to keep me uplifted I focus on that my existence is to help others and mm-hmm. that I I'm here to inspire and help others and um, so getting in touch with knowing that I'm doing that that keeps me going. Mm-hmm. What's one must do for your health, either daily or weekly? Well, for me, I really love um, my sauna. Um, I've been doing heavy metal detoxification. And um, since uh, February, I've been getting in my sauna at least once a week, but m- sometimes more, um, my home sauna. And it's called a Sunlighten. Um, it's actually like a medical sauna. And I have lost two dress sizes. I've lost a lot of inches, but a lot of inflammation. And uh, it's really working. So I love, I absolutely love it. Sounds so amazing. Um, What's one simple action we can take for our planet's health this week? Go meatless for a week. And don't buy the... um, those like fake burgers, like the Beyond Burger, or whatever. Don't don't like a lot of those are filled with with just processed food. Don't eat the processed food. Focus on a single nutrient food. So like single ingredient food. So like there's broccoli, go eat it. Like there's an apple, go eat it. And and you if you if you do decide to go for one week and just see how much meat you can cut out of your life and don't worry about being perfect. It's okay. If you like have one meal with meat. you know, if you, if you like have seven meals that are plant based and no animal products this, this week, fantastic. What you're going to notice is you didn't die. Cause a lot of people go, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be so hungry. Or, I'm, I, I don't know. I can't do it. You're going to notice you feel great. A lot of people get better sleep. A lot of people feel less bloated. A lot of people have better, they start to have better digestion. So just um, don't worry about protein because there's actually protein in all fruit and all vegetables. Just focus on whole foods. So, you know, make some uh, quinoa and some spinach and some mushrooms and some onions and just pick all the things you love and just make it and eat it and don't worry about breakfast you can do smoothies or you can just eat what you had leftovers for dinner but just try it go plant-based and try it and see how many days you can do it Mm -hmm. what makes you most hopeful for our planet right now the millennials I am so inspired. I mean, I'm, I I think I miss being a millennial by like a few years. I'm not technically a millennial. <laughs> Almost. But I look back, I look, I look back on the younger generations. <laughs> and um, I am so inspired that the millennial, so I am, I interviewed a d- demographer who, um, who talks about how the baby, you know, the baby boomers mm-hmm. versus the millennials. Well, there's more millennials, like by, by tens of millions of people than there were baby boomers. So the millennials are the largest cohort of a generation that we've ever seen. And the, it is the, you as, as, as a group vote with your fork, you as a group will change. If you, if all the millennials stopped buying, I don't know, Honda cars, they would go out of business. I mean, overnight. We could make a major power shift in this planet. So I am seeing the millennials are now most, a lot of them are being inspired to go meatless. And that is shifting the tides. That's why these major meat companies like Tyson are now coming out with uh, plant-based protein burgers 
to try to capture their dollars. Mm -hmm. And that's why 51% of all of the milk sales are nut milks. 51% of all those back when I was a kid, you could, there was no, the soy milk wasn't even in the refrigerated section. And now the refrigerated section has more, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the stores have more choices for nut milks than they do for carrot doubt, you know, cow milk. Right. So vote with your fork. This entire generation is 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 the future, but it's also going to make major changes in this in the this this world in the next few years, based on what what we inspire them to do. Yeah, and what final words of wisdom do you have for us as green dreamers? That we're actually making a difference. That that it is it is happening. We are making a difference. We have to focus on that. We need to inspire, but that we are making a difference, and that we are responsible for the change that that we want to see in the world. We are making a difference, and we're responsible for the change we want to see in the world. Green Dreamer, thank you so much for tuning in. I did want to mention, during my conversation with Ashley, our guest from this episode, we also went over how to tackle anxiety as it has to do with our work in this digital social media world, and also as it has to do with dealing with social and environmental issues. I actually ended up turning that into a separate Bloom Tuesday episode on its own because it's about 10 minutes long and it's such valuable information that I felt like it'd be more easily digestible for us as a standalone episode. So for our next Bloom Tuesday episode, that's what you can look forward to hearing. For now, you can find the two tweetable takeaways from this interview in the show notes at greendreamer.com. You can reach me with feedback on how I can improve the show for you through the website's contact page. And again, you can follow me on Instagram at Kamea Jane. Finally, just remember, now more than ever, our planet needs your light to thrive. So if you haven't yet, hit subscribe and I will catch you later, Green Dreamer. <laughs>